the words I speak and the words we hear be your words to, of life to us, our God. Amen. And so it begins, the beginning of the end, this grand day which we remember this morning. Jesus riding a donkey into Jerusalem as a small crowd gathers to wave palms and shout hosannas, big enough to be remembered, but small. Small enough to escape the notice of Rome. If it had been too large, none of the rest of the events of this week would have happened. Rome didn't really like alternative leaders. This is a different crowd from Friday. Those are the haters. This crowd, well, this crowd are the enthusiasts, but they mostly disappear into the mass thronging into Jerusalem. But for now, for now all is going well. This crowd long for the overthrow of Rome. This crowd look for the day that the temple will be rid of those corrupt high priests who are in collusion with Rome, with all their profit-making from other people's poverty, including theirs. And so as Jesus enters into Jerusalem riding a colt, they sing. They sing the song of ascents, like the one we read, Psalm 118. These psalms look back first to the first Passover, when God killed the firstborn of all the Egyptians and all their livestock and liberated the people of God from slavery. But the Song of the Saints also hold a sense of God that God's will is not yet done on earth. And so they look for the day that God's will will be done. And in this one, they see it happening. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So many ancient hopes bound up in this man. So many new hopes of land restored and peace returned. Of justice at last in a land where justice for the poor seems so far away. And all seems to be going so well. He's not stopped. Rome takes no notice. And he goes into the temple where he will return the next day to drive out the money changers, the money makers. There is a thin line between offering a service and profiteering. And these people have crossed it. In years to come, this is where revolution will start, when the temple guard will kill the high priests and their families, and with the mob, the crowd, overthrow the Roman legions and the Antonian. But that is a way away. The temple is the likely place where revolution will start. It is the likely first place, and Jesus goes there first. He enters it. And makes his mark. So today we join in this procession. Only we, like the gospel writers and their hearers, know where this is really headed. Rome will stay for many years yet, and the chief priests are going nowhere. We are heading to Golgotha, to the cross 
where all those hopes will die a lingering, gasping death. And where all they and where all we understand about God and salvation is nailed to a cross and is declared meaningless and irrelevant and is left hanging to die. What is left of all we carry with us in this parade today? Like Mark and the other Gospel writers, we are on the other side, trying to make sense of it all. And, to be honest, we're pretty confused. We Christians have done and continue to do so much hating in the name of the one who is riding this donkey. We are still with that crowd, blinded by our own hopes, our own aspirations, our old theology. You have to wonder, when will we put those palms down? Today is the beginning of the end, where we are invited to let go of all our preconceptions about God and salvation and how God works and life in God. Today, the invitation is to start again, just as those first disciples started again, this time beginning with the one left hanging on a cross, who returns from the tomb, the one who mingles his divinity with our humanity, and who mingles his humanity with the Trinity, the one who reminds us who God is and who we are. Today's story can be understood in many ways, as a reckless gesture, as the first step to a necessary journey to the cross, as an expression of all hope in a new way. There is hope here, hope for the oppressed, but not as they understood it, and often not as we see it. This is a story of justice, but it's lived out in a new way. It's not what a lot of people wanted or were expecting then or now. There's no crown, no throne, no force, no uprising, no violence, no shock and awe. None of this is as people expected. This is a fresh beginning and a fatal ending. No, not a fatal ending. We are meeting a God who works through weakness, who works through humility, who works through letting go. So what have we been invited to let go of as we join this Palm Sunday parade? And as we turn our heads and glance at this Jesus who rides past us this morning, who is this Jesus riding past? And as we take note of the one riding this donkey, rather than the throng with all their loud distracting hopes and aspirations, which echo our own hopes and aspirations, ask yourselves, who is he?
really, this one riding the donkey? And who is God in him? And who are we as we join him, as we journey towards Golgotha? going to bless the palms now they're at the wrong end of the church so if somebody would like to bring them up and um, I will bless them and we're going to hand them out at that point just a little unusual they're right there Colin there in the basket on the font which started to be put back from the wedding yesterday Apparently brides don't like to wander around the fonts, they like to have the aisle to themselves. <laughs> so these are a symbol of our journey with Jesus. And in a sense they're in cross well, they're in crosses because well we need to put down so much as we join with Jesus. So as we begin this Holy Week journey, this will be a symbol of both what we need to put down, to lay down, but also our openness to discovering God in new ways in this story. <coughs> so we pray, God our Saviour, your Son Jesus Christ entered Jerusalem as Messiah to suffer and to die. Let these palms be for us a sign of his victory in his terms of his humility and weakness and grant that we who bear them in his name may ever hail him as our king but not king as we know it but king as Jesus lived it and may we follow him in his way the way that leads to eternal life who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Amen.